Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode on The Undiluted Truth. Again, I'm Ben, and just want to let you guys know that we are, we're trying to get out on a lot of different platforms. We have several that are out currently. Don't ask me to recite them right now, but whatever uh, format you're listening on, just remember, please uh, like it, subscribe it, whichever it is, and if you like what you're listening to, also share. We're going to pick up where we left off, we're in the a video on the Stu Peters show, um, and we're going to pick up that video basically where we left off, but we, we might do a quick overview. So let's welcome in our host, Mike. And thank you, Ben. Uh, as Ben said, my name is Mike, and uh, we are uh, back, and, and Ben, it, it's, it's good to be back. Yes. And, you know, in some ways, it's, you know, it's, it's preparatory. You know, you get back into this and you start, as we say, welcome rock tumblers and truth seekers, but you start mm-hmm. tumbling rocks and you start finding these things that are very, very stunning, uh, very disturbing in some cases. So oh, yeah. even though we're, get, we're glad to be back, uh, some of this information will sit you back in your chair. And this is one of those interviews. And Stu Peters is interviewing Dr. David Martin. Uh, for those that um, uh, that may not recall that, uh, and just briefly, David is also an attorney and ran a business, uh, of, and I think he's still actively running this business in uh, investigating patents and and that sort of thing. Okay, and corruption. So uh, working with and alongside federal governments, really throughout the the world. So before we begin, a, just a brief review of what we heard on the first two. I think the one thing that stood out to me in the first one was, first of all, was that this was not a novel virus. And David, Dr. David Wright, I keep calling him by his first name. I need to get doctor because he is a doctor. Yeah. So he clearly identifies this as not a novel virus. This thing's oh, yeah. been around for many, many years. And the other thing was how this lipid nanoparticle was to be d- injected through this envelope that was injected in the human being. Mm-hmm. And the statement of we, as human beings, divinely made, were not made to produce a, an S1 spike protein uh, uh, synthesis, and that is what this does. There is right. nothing natural about it. Mm-hmm. For those people who think that this injection came from the virus, a piece of it, and then a vaccine was made, that's totally not true. So that 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 was one thing that uh, that in the first two that jumped out uh, to me, and the fact that. Mm-hmm. These people knew that they were injecting something that was was dangerous, and of course, this video is titled "Exposing Mass Murder," mm-hmm. and basically, that's what they're calling it. Yeah, a planned uh, injection of something that they knew was dangerous and harmful. Uh, and the other thing, if you remember, uh, Doctor David Martin said it mentions that within this Pfizer makes the statement of, well, we have an acceptable death rate. Yeah. 
and he yeah. he <laughs> stops, pauses, and 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 and, and asks Stu Peters, as I would ask you, mm-hmm. Ben, do you have an acceptable death rate? I sure do. It's it's called zero. I, yeah, I would tend to agree. And here's a company that has made a so-called virus that has an acceptable death rate. And and on my notes, I wrote, "What? Uh huh. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So, um, that those are the highlights. But want to go ahead and get going, well, and, I, and I will say this, and I, uh, real quick, I will say that there are some definitions and, and some things that maybe at a later date, I, I think when these doctors go and these guys know what they're talking about, and sometimes there's terminology that's used, and it, 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 it's got us and causing us to go, wow, I wonder what that means. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. So... Just want to let our listeners know that we'll do our best to try to identify some of those that, um, you know, and not to say that everybody is maybe, should I say, is not medically versed as as we might be, Uh, but uh, just to let them know we are going to attempt to do that because I think it helps with the understanding of all of this and all of what we're learning. Yes. But uh, you were going to say something, yeah. yeah. Oh, I I was just thinking in my head, I was like, with the acceptable death rate, it's like, you have to think that there's doctors on the medical team or or a vaccine team, right, that's creating this, not just scientists. And at least from what little I know, doctors are, quote, sort of sworn to only do good and no harm. So where does an acceptable death death rate come into that or yes. in a pandemic quote unquote are they just allowed to weigh the well if we don't do this then thousands more will die so this is the acceptable way of helping people i i yes. i'm sorry that's just was that's what was going around in my head so i was like huh? no that is yeah. a perfect question to be asking and i don't think that was anywhere in the Hippocratic Oath that they s- swore to uh, in becoming right. doctors. And it's almost as I, and I can't remember if we mentioned it before, it's almost as if we are in war mm-hmm. and there is an acceptable death rate of right. casualties, you yep. know, uh, which we are not at war, not even close to it. I mean, right. this is the furthest thing from it. And, you know, the, there's part of me that, and as we get going, I mean, you and I have the uh, the advantage of knowing what's sort of what's coming. But, um, and you know the way we roll, and you'll say this before we start this, uh, this video clip, uh, you know, we will stop it and expound on uh, some of the comments that are made, ho- hopefully just not to expound, but to clear up and also emphasize uh, what we're hearing. So, yeah. All right. I think we better buckle up, Ben. Yeah. And let's go. Something which is really quite problematic for his own story, because this comes out of the Chinese publication that CDC references when they talk about allegedly a novel virus. But listen to this. Mm -hmm. In the clinical features of patients infected with 2019 novel coronavirus in Wuhan, China, the official paper that is the article that was published in the Lancet that gave rise to the whole nonsense story. And remember that this, this, uh, this paper was published January 24th, but it was submitted for publication 
in the beginning of January. Let me read you an alarming first paragraph. Okay. By January 2nd, 2020, 41 admitted hospital patients had been identified as having laboratory-confirmed 2019 COVID infection. So we have 41 patients on January 2nd with laboratory-confirmed cases of a thing that wasn't isolated until the following week. How do you have laboratory confirmation of a thing that doesn't yet exist? There's a good question. Yes, yeah, we uh, just I mean, pause that. Yeah, that's where we left off in yeah. the last podcast for those that it, it, may not have gotten there yet. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that was the question. And just quickly, he mentions that it was published, uh, this was published in The Lancet. Mm-hmm. That is the top of the line medical journal. Yeah. Yeah. the Lancet, just for those listening. So when he says it was pub- published in the Lancet, this is this is like uh, years ago. It was, it was public published in the World Book Encyclopedia. Uh, yeah. So this is well known, documented information. <laughs> so here we go with confirmed cases in a lab, confirming infections from a disease that technically doesn't exist yet, based on their information. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, let's move on. In what time machine? What what time machine would be required <laughs> to get to on January 2nd we have 41 laboratory confirmed cases where the laboratory confirmed data is coming from an RT-PCR run somewhere to confirm the existence of a pathogen that had not yet existed. It's all a lie. The whole thing is a lie. And there are so many people that are in on it. I mean, yeah, we're talking it, about a plan where a few ruling elite control an entire world. That's exactly right. And we're, we're talking about including the military. Why the incessant push for the military? Well, if you're the controller of that technology, all these people over here are resisting. Push that button. Activate military. Destroy these people. Well, and it's and it's. I think a little more problematic. And this is where, you know, I try to stay just in the fact pattern because I really care about staying in the fact pattern. But it's worth going out on a little limb here. And it is a little limb. This is Dave's hypothesis. All right. Okay. So I'm admitting to this is not my usual chapter and verse reference thing. And if we you know him, people if, often. But That's if, true. But if you, but if oh, you are going to soften the battlefield, if you are going to weaken an opponent, wouldn't it be great if you could get the military in your opponent country to be the front line of injecting soldiers so that they become incapacitated? Right. Now, there's a line of, mm-hmm. of thought, and, and there again, he has no proof, and he, he, he prefaced that. Yeah. But you think about it. Now, here we go. Now, Ben, remember, we might have to go back up to the front of the building and not just get our hat and our coat. Hopefully, we didn't check in our common sense. But we go, those of you who did, go get your common sense and think about what he's saying. Yeah. If you're a enemy of the state, a mm-hmm. foreign country, would this not be a good idea to get our military on the front line vaccinated with something that will 
possibly and more than likely based on what the medical doctors and keep in mind Dr. David Wright is one mm-hmm. that would incapacitate permanently the front line of defense of a country. Well, let's just right. think about China, Russia. Yeah, let's throw that out there. Now, I can tell you, I, I thought similar thoughts of that, but until he brought that up, I've been pondering a little bit more. So um, well, yeah, well, this is intriguing. It, it is, and, and um, I don't know if we're going to get to some other videos from some other places, but I'll just mention when we had watched a video from Frontline Doctors, so I'll just mention that, mm-hmm. they kind of alluded to, not necessarily militarily, but they alluded to something bad happening in a, in a specific section of humanity, so to speak. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, that was in the back of my mind before I kind of heard that. I mean, uh, thinking that it was planned from the beginning. But yeah, exactly what, you're, what they're saying. I mean, um, I couldn't put it past them. Yeah, I mean, and, and I will take it just one step further. Very similarly, is not only the military. Think about who else now is being pretty much forced to well, get the vaccine. You're, well, I mean, what what group of people come right out that, well, in my opinion, are medical community there you go, has been. There you go. They were one of the first to quote be somewhat required by either their employers or whatever. That's right. Um, or just felt like they needed to. I mean, they're trying to do. Uh, I guess uh, teachers, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I mean. Then you got first responders that they were trying to, which is medical, but it can also right. be police and other. And then military, you got, you know, yeah. Yeah. So within the system, first, mm-hmm. if you've got all of the first responders, you've got all the medical workers that are required to have this, and you're going to incapacitate these individuals as, as well. And those that are going to get ill from it, who's going to help? You're going to limit all of this. I could just, you know, Ben, just the the, the quick vision of what that might look like. I, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, well, and, and just to bring this up real quick, I mean, just recently on the news, uh, I was watching just like yesterday or the day before, and it was either a, a quote on the news from, from a, well, not from Joe Biden, but that he had said or, and or agreed with other people that were saying that the increase in COVID cases currently is because of all the people that are not vaccinated. Yes. And then I saw a Facebook meme that was kind of funny. Today I saw it. It, was, it said, okay, so if your vaccine works, why do I need to take one? Because if you're protected, then why do you care about me? And if your vaccine does not work, then why do I want to take one? Yes. So it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> we can turn this thing inside out three days to Sunday, and it, it there again. We have already maintained our common sense, and and this really, so, so what what you're talking about in that sort of analogy, just none of it makes any sense. Yeah. But I tell you, on a possible front of an attack 
or or another uh, an enemy wanting to take advantage of the country oh mm-hmm. it, it definitely makes sense well let's continue on here w- yeah. with uh, dr david Wright, and he's going to expound just a little bit more keep in mind this is his uh, step away from his uh, his typical mo <laughs> gotcha wouldn't it be wouldn't it be a great idea to use our own laws which turn our men and women in uniform into guinea pigs for industrial pharmaceutical abuse? Wouldn't it be great to use them as the front line of forced injections so that, God forbid, if there was any ever a need to defend this country, wouldn't it be great to know that you've actually injected a primer into the entirety of the military complex so that they cannot respond to a new threat? The goal here is to inoculate every global citizen, is it not? Oh, yeah, but where does it start? It's always started with our military. Mm -hmm. And if I'm a hostile foreign actor, whether that is a foreign entity or whether that is an industrial complex, I don't even care. If I know that the first place I'm going to force injections is in every member of the armed services... It would make great sense to upload a toxin gene sequence into the injection. Mm. Well, while we're on the uh, off the beaten Dr. David Martin path, yeah, <laughs> let's step out. Let's let's just stay out of the factual realm for a second and continue hypothesis. Yeah. yeah. The entire program has been a bioweapon program to inject a Chinese source computer simulated pathogen into a global population under the guise yep. of a pandemic, which is something yep. that you have been reporting on for 20 months. Yep. You have sent this to the DOJ. You have sent this to law enforcement agencies. You have testified to this in front of Congress. Yep. All, all of it has gone nowhere. Yep. Because these people have been ordered. So again, how do you see us stopping it? Of course. Well, I, I think I think Stu, the the reason for my obsession, and this is kind of bridging back to my normal shtick. The reason for my obsession with having conversations like the one I'm having with you is at some point enough of the public will hear this, where someone is golfing with a U.S. attorney. You know, somebody on your show knows a U.S. attorney. Somebody on, I don't know, Reiner Fulmick's video feed knows a U.S. attorney, knows somebody. Um, I had the good fortune of making a presentation down in Austin, Texas, and I had the good fortune of having one of the Supreme Court justices from the Supreme Court in Texas in the room when I happened to do one of my presentations. Thankfully, he has the ability to, you know, point people in the right direction. Now, as a Supreme Court justice... He is not capable of doing a thing, but he is capable of actually saying, hey, have a look at this. Um, what we are doing and the reason why I have been so passionate to be as vocal as I have been is because at some point, somebody is actually going to land this in front of a person who goes, I'm drawing a line under this and I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. The problem we've had <laughs> is that we have a public that is incensed. Because this information is tantamount to the serial killer who leaves a talisman behind at every murder scene, right? Mm. These, these perpetrators are actually admitting to their crimes and laughing full in the face of a public who cannot do anything because the courts refuse 
and the Justice Department refuse to take the action that is required when a crime is being committed. We're going to pause it right there, and that's this is remarkable. These yeah. are these are facts, but I, I like where uh, Dr. Martin is going. He he's basically telling all of us that are part of this uh, episode, this podcast, and what he's doing, what Stu Peters and many many others are doing. Don't stop doing what you're doing because somewhere somebody is going to hear the outcry Mm -hmm. of the American people with what is going on. And yes, crimes have been committed and he'll get into that a little bit more, but crimes have been committed and it appears that no one cares boo about any of it. Yeah. And I, I love his encouragement. Let's don't let that stop us from doing what we're doing. And I just want to add one thing that that he doesn't mention. I I think also what most of us forget: we we the ones that see this and want something done. We are not the ones that are in the positions of power and decision making. But right. We are the majority. Yeah. The minority, yeah. and and you know that's something that will kind of kind of set you down in your seat and 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 straighten your your vision up when you think about it. How in the world is this taking place when the majority of people don't agree with it? We are just we are just lining up like the laboratory rats and allowing it. So I, the what I'm getting from Dave is, please don't stop. And anybody listening to us, yeah. don't stop pushing forward, telling whoever it is. No matter, you're going to be called all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, conspiracy theorist, and maybe even some uglier names than that. You you might even be called a murderer. But that's what's taken place here. And we are, don't forget, we are the majority. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I see what you're saying, but the, a lot of times the majority, it's just like uh, you're part of the majority, but it's like if the, if the DOJ, if, if courts are not doing their job, um, in other words, if the government system is not doing their job so that you can be heard, so that you can get things done, um, then where does that leave you? I mean, you it's it almost leaves you that you have to commit, quote, crimes yourself to put a stop to it. And so, the, so that puts you in a weird, you know, the majority of us in a weird spot. It's like, what do we do? And do you want to be the first person to do what you think you might need to do? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but when enough people get fed up with it and they start standing up, then that's when it's going to be a problem for the other people. I think, so, yeah, I think that's just, kind of the message. I, I agree, Ben. I think you put your finger right on it because we've talked about this before. Martin Luther King Jr. didn't do it with three people. Mm-hmm. He had hundreds of thousands that were marching with him and backing him. And of course, eventually you're going to have to turn to God oh, yeah. because we can't necessarily keep looking at man and god will intervene through mankind so i i think really that's 
what Dr. David was saying with right. that statement. So uh, let's kick along here and see if we can't get through s- some more of this. All right. All right. The suicide rate is going to be outrageous. Once uh, people understand that countless physicians have been willfully participating in the homicide of humanity, I cannot imagine what it would be like to live with that. What about just the people who have been inoculated as well? I mean, what future do they have? Is there an antidote for this thing? Who holds the antidote? Did the, did the, the, the serial killers who are admitting to their crime and laughing in our faces, did they also have a cure for this? Or well, was the funny. cure I mean, just to you, not take you, it themselves? If you look at the history of the mRNA technology, the history isn't good. Um, the, the pathogenic priming that happens with mRNA technology in previous experiments has suggested that the prognosis is, in fact, quite dire. Um, ironically, there are a number of treatments that can be considered, but what we do not know, and this is where it becomes problematic to have a manipulated chimeric synthetic mRNA strand, which we, we know is not derived from a pathogen. It is derived from a computer simulation. We do not know the long effect of where this thing is going to go. So the bad news, Stu, is that there will be consequences that could not have been anticipated because we didn't have this kind of synthetic chimeric alteration in the historical trials. What we had was mRNA strands that were directly derived from pathogens. This one, the spike protein that's in the Pfizer and Moderna injection, this one is a whole new ballgame. And so we actually can't answer the question, is there hope for the people who have taken the injection, simply because the information is not knowable, and it's not knowable because neither Pfizer nor Moderna had an independent investigational review board to review any of this content. So this is actually the fox guarding the hen house, And we don't have any way of accessing information that actually validates that a risk-benefit analysis included the long-term consequence of what happens in the post-injection health of people who receive the injection. We don't know. It boggles my mind that people are tripping over themselves, have been, for months to go get a needle stuck into them for something where the inserts are left intentionally blank. We know nothing about this thing whatsoever. Yep. That's because it's intentionally being hidden. I mean, your right. bottle of Advil has more warnings on it. I mean, that thing folds out to almost a kite size. Let's, uh, that's a good place to stop it. <laughs> you, you, you know, uh, Stu is right. You know, you've got all these, these warnings, even with a, a bottle of Tylenol. Yeah. But uh, a couple of things, and, and we're going to have to leave it here. And with this thought, as, as we wrap up here, I wanted to bring up two companies, Pfizer, Moderna. We mentioned this before. These guys, companies, know nothing about vaccines or medicine. They, you know, uh, the Moderna was just formulated uh, through Bill Gates and whatnot. And, and of course, we know what his background is, technology, you know, and Windows. And we don't even need to go there. But Pfizer, you know, we talked about. And, and. This is this is something that I, I I think that we really need to pay attention to, and and some people may not know. There are honest to goodness doctors that want to know, and and Doctor Wright is not the first one that I've heard say this. We don't know yeah. what 
is in these injections entirely. We know right. some of what's in there. Mm-hmm. And the only historical information that we have on what could happen is any time that they have tried to run this mRNA uh, uh, injection in anything, all all that we know as far as the facts is that when it was ran and given to ferrets, every single one of them, when they were exposed in the wild mm-hmm. to the virus, every yeah. single one of them died. That's right. what we know. Right. Now, what is it going to do to human beings? We're we're not exactly sure. So let's wrap our minds around that as, yeah. <laughs> as we, we sort of leave it there. Um, and, you know, I think we mentioned this before. It, it appears every time we roll through this, mm-hmm. we're getting information that we go, wow, can it get any worse? It, and it's progressively getting a can little it worse. get yes. any worse? Mm-hmm. And, boy, I don't know about you, Ben, when things get to this point, you know, we do not want to feel feel helpless um and there again god bless these two two men and all of those that are out there getting the the truth exposed and all of the work they're doing i could only imagine what what dr wright's uh study if you will his research room looks like oh yeah so uh well before we wrap up, let's. Uh, any other thoughts before we will have a word of prayer? We need to let uh, our listeners know anything. We good? And pardon us, people, uh, because we continue to make Dr. David Martin, Dr. David Wright. Uh, maybe it's because he is always right, but uh, we apologize. <laughs> Dear Father in heaven, Lord, we just want to take a minute and thank you again for all of those out there that are seeking truth, all of those rock tumblers. We pray for. Uh, protection for them. We pray your holy angels guard them. We also pray for spiritual discernment. Lord, there's sometimes that we just do not know how to approach, how to act, how to even go forward, questions to ask. Lord, there's many, many out there that maybe have um, have taken a stance. Maybe they have taken a, a, a vaccine so-called vaccine that uh, that they want to re- retract. Lord, we we ask that you be with them. If their intentions were good, Lord, we know that you can heal them regardless. So, Lord, uh, once again, thank you for the many blessings. Thank you for this opportunity to stand up in this outlet that we have. And until we meet again, we pray for blessings on each one. Ground us in truth. Ground us in your faith. And Lord, may every intent of our thought be pure. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.